yo, drop the animosity and come on in Let the bullshit in the door and let the party begin The liquor have you loose, that your back won't blend Shake that ass like you used to do back when Since Tasty on the box, yeah, you know my shit is hot Not conceited, but convinced that I can steal your spot Hater, I am not, I wanna give you props What you gonna do when my album finally drops? You mad? Nah, I'm just speaking the truth Catch your feelings, must be pertaining to you What you gonna do, shoulda never let me in the booth I don't talk shit, bitch, I'ma show you the proof Yeah, I'm turning down this bitch like I'm tearing the roof I'm a cavity bitch and I'm decaying your tooth Giving the fuck around here, point to prove Definitely not spending no more time on you I do not own the rights to the music, however, the lyrical content is mine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sex Talk with Tasty. I am your lovely host, Tasty, here to give you listening pleasure as we discuss that lovely thing called sex. Yes, here at Sex Talk with Tasty, we are all sex every day whenever you are ready to play. Today we're going to discuss something that a lot of people really don't think of when it comes to sex because why think of it if you're not going to do it, right? (laughs) Well, we're going to discuss intimacy with a celibate partner today. I do know that sometimes in life it brings us to these paths with people who may not be as sexually advanced or sexually equipped or sexually ready as we are. And in these cases, we do have to actually proceed with precaution. Uh, We definitely want to get into it a little bit and let you guys know what that entitles, what that means, and some tools that you may be able to use if you are in fact in this situation. Now, what is a celibate person? A celibate person is someone who abstains from marriage and sexual relations. People often mistake it for abstinence, which is the practice of restraining oneself from indulging in something. Okay, so some people will abstain from sex until they get married or they may have some type of reason why they're not having sex at that particular moment. But in this case, we will treat them both as same because both does mean that they are abstaining from sex at this point. Now, the major difference between abstinence and celibacy is simply abstinence is usually for a limited time, where celibacy usually is for religious reasons and it is a vow to remain abstinent for a long time even life in some cases. Now, there are three types of religious celibacy. Uh, There is sacerdotal, uh, which is mainly reserved for priests. Uh, It is a sacrifice they have made to God that they will not have sex, uh, you know, as a proof of their religious devoutness. Okay, now we do also have monastic celibacy, which is usually reserved for like monks. Uh, Along with the actual vow of celibacy, monks do do other vows such as, uh, you know, if you've ever been anywhere where monks are, they don't talk. Uh, so there are a lot of different vows, but uh, celibacy is truly one of uh, the actual sacrifices monks do make in order to pledge their allegiance to God. Uh, we also do have the institutional celibacy, which is usually reserved for nuns. While it is a celibacy that they actually do pledge to God, uh, some nuns do come in 
you know, having had sex before and things of that nature, but now they are nuns and they are devout to not having that sexual relationship no longer. Now, the decision to be abstinent or celibate may be for a number of reasons. As we just discussed, religion may be a reason. Addiction therapy, uh, sometimes when you are an addict of something else, you are asked to abstain from sex and things of that nature. Things that give you uh, maybe somewhat near the same kind of thrill that you get from the drugs that you're using. So it is practiced in that type of therapy. Sometimes it's a past relationship. You know, things didn't work out or maybe the relationship was based purely on sex. And now you're in this self-finding mission where you feel that the sex may interfere with your clear decisions and things of that nature. Some people experience medical issues that make them have to abstain from sex. You know, there are several conditions where sex is just not possible. And in that case, you know, you're almost forced into a life of celibacy. But I just want you guys to know that there is a rainbow at the end of the storm. You still can be intimate with your partner without having to have the physical act of sex happening. Also, there may be some type of sexual trauma that caused you to be uh, abstinent or celibate. I definitely do see this a lot in rape cases and things of that nature. Because of the horrendous act that happened, they've associated sex with that unpleasant feeling. So they've refrain from having it period i definitely can say that this can happen later on in life as well as early you know we do have some who have been improperly touched as a child and things of that nature and it can slight your opinion on sex and whether or not you want to have it so there are plenty of reasons why people decide to implement this into their lifestyle however if you are a person who finds themselves in a relationship with a person who is celibate or abstinent, uh, there are things that you can do to still acquire intimacy with that person. Now, because sex is probably the most physically intimate people become, and although people often confuse intimacy with sex, it is possible to be intimate with your partner without sex. Statistically, 15% of couples in the U.S. are in sexless unions. Uh, Now, the majority being people over 50 years old and some due to medical reasons, but there are people who are functioning without having sexual relationships in this world. Now, for most of you, I do know uh, that we may think that we understand the concept of intimacy. We, you know, we were thinking like, oh yeah, you know, it's very a closeness, it's familiarity. Uh, you know, you can be intimate with a friend. Uh, not saying that there's some type of sexual in the window there. It's just that you trust that person and you form the bond that's so close that you feel that you can release and relinquish all of your stuff on them. So, you know, intimacy definitely comes in layers. Now, clinically, there are four types of intimacy, which I'll go ahead and go over for you guys as well. Now we do have physical intimacy, which truly will be your hugging, your cuddling, kissing, holding hands, sex. These things are all physical things that make two people become more intimate. 
Now, if you are to take sex out of the equation, there are certainly a lot of physical things that you can do that does not actually lead to intercourse. I do know that some people who do practice abstinence or celibacy try to refrain from a lot of physical things because it may lead to the desire of sex. It may also give your partner a little bit of hope that maybe you're going to go all the way this night. So, you know, there are some people who will refrain from that. But this is where it becomes very, very important to have conversations with your partner to let them know, hey, I'm okay with hugging, but kissing is just a little bit too much for me. Kind of gets my juices rolling and I really just don't want that to happen. So definitely you have to make clear, 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 clear intentions and clear barriers uh, for people not to cross when you are living a celibate or abstinent lifestyle. The second type of intimacy is emotional intimacy, okay? This is like transparency with the deepest of your feelings, your fears, your thoughts. You're allowing this person in emotionally, okay? This person knows when you're sad, knows when you're happy, knows what triggers these things for you, okay? And emotional intimacy is very, very deep. I've had several people come to me who just say, hey, you know, my spouse is cheating on me. And I'm like, okay, you know, have you caught them in the act of sex with someone or whatever? And they're like, no, I don't even think that is a physical thing but they're just so emotionally invested with this other person and I don't like it. So as you can see, emotional intimacy is very, very deep and it definitely is something not to be played with. So, you know, you certainly can explore emotional connections when you're not wanting those physical ones. The third type of intimacy is intellectual intimacy. This is when you're sharing ideas with people, your opinions, your life perspective. You know, you are definitely very open to allowing people in your brain, you know, um, what you're thinking of doing, what you think should happen, you know, whatever. People find real intimate moments in discovering that they are intellectually stimulated the same. So I certainly can say that that's one of the things that's probably the most safe uh, when dealing with celibacy or abstinence because it's almost something that you don't think will lead to any type of sexual behavior unless you know somewhere in those life perspectives or ideals have something involving sexual behavior I certainly would say that's a safe zone of intimacy for someone who is celibate or abstinent. And then last but not least, we do have spiritual intimacy, okay? This is a great closeness. It's validated and feels safe sharing your beliefs on life's purpose and your connection with God. And more times than often, this is the type of intimacy that will spark fires in a sexless relationship. Okay, when you are able to be together on a spiritual plane, you already know the commandments of God and what he has bestowed upon you. When you're able to connect in this spiritual way, it's maybe like no other connection that you've had because you just feel in line with this person. This person is on the same or somewhat liking path of you and it is easier to justify your abstinence in this type of intimacy. So it definitely are different ways to be intimate without actually having sex. 
Now, the decision to be in a relationship with someone who is practicing abstinence from sex is not always an easy decision to live with and will require a high level of discipline. I mean, you have to be real with yourself. How important is a sexual relationship to you? Um, Do you need to have sex in order to feel intimate? Do you need to have sex in order to feel committed to a person? These are questions that you may want to understand. And again, you need to have a clear understanding on what is allowed and what boundaries are set. Are you able to comply with that? If a person says, hey, yeah, you know, I'm into hugging and cuddling and holding hands, however, kissing or rubbing or anything that's a little bit more sexual is just too much for me. Is that a deal breaker for you? Do you want to be able to have a long lasting kiss with someone? Is that your love language? Is your love language physical touch? Do you have to be able to have these physical things happening in a relationship? If the answer is yes, then I would definitely have to say that you may not want to have a relationship with someone who is practicing celibacy or abstinence because they are clearly allowing you to know that sex is just not on the menu. Now, also, you maybe want to ask them, is this a lifelong situation or is it temporary? Are you truly celibate or are you just practicing abstinence? Because some people will go along for the ride knowing that at the end of this long roller coaster, there is some physical satisfaction. They will get sexual gratification eventually. If it is something that will never happen, it needs to be discussed and disclosed right there at the beginning. Never leave some Someone on to believe that hey if you keep on waiting you know it can eventually happen no one wants to be toyed that way now what are some benefits of being celibate now we have to all know that celibacy is the most reliable form of birth control definitely will save you on the cost of birth control whether that be condoms birth control pills or whatever you do use as a birth control item it definitely reduces your risk of stis if you're not having sex i don't see you or foresee you coming up with an sti other than those one-off situations that probably happen one in a million that you may have used the wrong toilet or something like that and you got an STI. I don't really think that exists truly, but I'm assuming that it may have happened to someone. So it is a, you know, case, but if you're not having sex, of course, that risk reduces significantly. It improves emotional connections. Because you have the absence of that physical intimacy, it may make your emotional connection a little bit stronger. It allows you to be a little bit more deeper and transparent in your feelings and your fears and your thoughts. And guess what? The result is a stronger emotional bond. It improves personal development. If you are taking a leave of absence from sex just to find yourself yes in those times you'll able to you know find out who you are beyond your sexuality who you want to be or become 
So yes, it definitely can help in your personal development. Uh, it also can help in the healing from trauma. If you have experienced sexual trauma, the refrain from sex certainly can give you a time to look at things and have a clear perspective on what caused the trauma, what happened during the trauma, and what you need to do and the steps necessary to heal from that trauma. Also, it may just in fact give you more clarity about what you want sexually. You know, they say you never miss something until it's gone. So while you're not having sex, it definitely gives you time to reflect on what did you like about sex? You know, what in particular was it that got you off? You know, what do you want to see happen if you do start to have sex again? What are you willing to deal with? What are you not willing to do? You know, it it definitely can give you that clarity. Now, with every benefit, you know, there also comes negative things that can happen as well. Sometimes when people practice celibacy or abstinence, they have a feeling of isolation. They're alone in this, you know. The world thinks they're weird because everyone's out here having sex but me, you know. And when I say, oh, I don't have sex, you know, they all, you know... You can hear crickets in the room, you know, what's wrong with this person or whatever have you. So you certainly can have that feeling of isolation. It also can make having a relationship difficult. I mean, you have to really look at it at a real standpoint. You are asking a person who has not made this vow, who has not made this decision to basically conform to your decision, you know, so it can cause some strain, especially in a relationship where maybe your relationship was primarily just sex based and now you've turned another leaf or you've made this decision and now your partner is like, okay, so what I'm supposed to do with this thing now, (laughs) you know, there have been situations where it has opened the door for poly type of events to happen only because sometimes a person who is practicing the celibacy does not wish to be selfish in their journey and decides hey you know I don't mind you having to go and do what you need to do on the side but I'm just not having sex at this point I'm not going to stop you from having the release that you may need but you know at the same time I probably would prefer that you didn't but again that's asking a person a lot you know sometimes when we pursue different journeys in our life we don't stop to think how they may affect the other people around us and not to say that this journey is a negative journey however it just can put a little stifer on something that you have going on now if you're entering a relationship and you've already made it known that you're abstinent or celibate you know proceed with caution, enter at your own will. But if you do make this change during a relationship or while you've already been intimate with a partner, it may make that transition a little bit more difficult. You also may have feelings that you're missing out on something. You know, hey, I know I said I wasn't going to do this, but um, everywhere I look, there's sex everywhere and uh, maybe I should be doing this. You know, any decision we make in life, there will always be second guesses in our brain. You know, sometimes we don't know if we made this decision on an impulse or if it was truly a right decision, but you may have those feelings of missing out as well. 
Uh, you may also worry about judgment. You know, how is people going to look at me? I find this more often in guys than women. You know, women, we are the little crown jewel and we're supposed to be as pure as possible, you know, and we can go into double standards all day, but I'm not going to get into that. But with the guys, I do see that they worry about judgment. You know, I always imagine them in the locker room and everybody's talking about, you know, this shorty they bagged and oh, this wow sexual adventure. And then they get to the guy and he's like, oh yeah, I'm abstinent. And they're like, what guy? Are you crazy? You know, or whatever, you know. So I do find with the guys, they do kind of a little bit more worry about the judgment. But whenever you make any decision in life, if you're worried about what people are going to say, then I don't feel like that was a great decision for you. So don't worry about the judges. You know, you're probably playing judge and jury about them sometimes too. You know, some of their, their more sketchy or risque sexual behavior. You might find that to be a little crazy. But, you know, it definitely can be a judgment thing. People in general are just very judgmental. You know, they may say, hey, yeah, he's abstinent because he can't get a girl. Or, hey, yeah, you know, she's abstinent because look at her. <laughs> Who wants her? You know, whatever. No, it's never that case. I truly believe there's somebody for everybody. And who you think is not attractive, someone else thinks is hot. So we're not even going to go there here. You know, we're at the no judgment zone here at Sex Talk with Tasty. And we do know that everybody has the capability ability of having a great sexual life if they so choose and another negative would be the inability to stay committed okay we I touched on it a little bit but let's be clear if both people involved are not on this celibate abstinent journey someone may stray meaning it may be all good at first I'm really into getting to know you I'm okay with it not being sexual we have such a great emotional intellectual and spiritual connection we really don't need the physical but if you truly are not committed to a non-sex life you may feel tempted to slide out you know let me go outside for a minute and you done got a cup of drinks and now you're ready to just go in. You know, that does happen. And unfortunately, a lot of people who are celibate or abstinent have that fear and also see that reality play out. So like I said, it definitely is a commitment. And if you're going to be with this person, you have to make the commitment as well. Unless, like I said earlier, it's already defined that it's okay for you to do that, that's great. Now, because some of these abstinent and celibate situations may occur because of illness or medical reason, these are the situations where it's kind of almost... hmm, how would I put it? It's kind of finicky because here I am, maybe I've been married to my husband for maybe 20 years and now I've been diagnosed with some kind of medical issue that limits me from having sexual intercourse with my husband. Something's going wrong with my lady parts and I just cannot have physical penetration. Now, Everyone will look at my husband and say, hey, that's your wife. You got to ride with her. You know, she can't have sex no more, but that's still your wife. You know, did you stop loving her because you can't have sex with her now? In situations like that, you kind of assume that the loyalty and the love that you have with a person will make this acceptable. But let's not forget, your partner still has needs. Now, while you're unable to physically be penetrated, there are other 
things that you can do sexually to make sure that your mate is still satisfied. I mean, your hands work, your mouth works. Like there are things that you can do to make sure that they still get gratified sexually. Now, if you are a person with a medical condition that maybe you're paralyzed or something where it's enabling you from doing anything sexual, period. This is when those major conversations come in. Are you willing to turn a blind eye so that your spouse can still be gratified? And are you willing to be selfless at this point? Because when you're in a situation where you just ultimately can't, and I say that ultimately can't, not that you're choosing, but you cannot. It's not fair to make another person be in the same predicament that you're in just because you're in it. And while we all want this faithful companion who never cheats, who's devoted and devout to you, sometimes there are situations where you have to put on your big girl panties or your big guy draws and you have to just say, hey, this is what needs to happen in order for my partner to be happy and for us to continue on in this great relationship that we have. Now, let's go back to our first episode ever. We already know that sex is just sex. It's not anything else but an activity. It's not a commitment. It's not a assertion of love. It is simply a activity. It's an act. Sex is a verb. So is it really that important is the question. Well, I'm going to leave you guys to think on that and let me know. As always, you know, you can email any of your questions, cares, or concerns to sextalkwithtasty at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at sextalkwithtasty. And also on Facebook, we do have the Tasted page, T-A-S-T-E-D. Just know that you can still subscribe to the podcast. Every subscription, or if you do just send support, at the cash app which is dollar sign tasted one you certainly are entered into our seductive eyes draw which is actually occurring on new year's eve we will be announcing the winner of that lovely seductive prize draw and it is a wonderful prize package i certainly wish i could win it i need it But I definitely want to thank you guys for continuing to support me, to continue to listen each week. There is a new episode every hump day, as you do know. Certainly want to cover everything that you guys want to talk about. So please go ahead and write in to sextalkwithtasted at gmail.com with your ideas, as well as any letters that you may want to be read. If you do want your letter read on the air, you must indicate that in your letter as well. Well, guys, I wish you a great rest of your night. Remember to do something I would do tonight and come hard.